0: Hey there listeners, I had a great guest with me and his name is Vash Tomanek and Vash is a 25-year-old serial entrepreneur who has built three businesses reaching a million dollars. Now with his coaching business, Mindtrepreneur, he's already helped over a thousand entrepreneurs from 60 countries achieve their goals and live more fulfilled lives, if I can put it that way. And it was a great conversation that we actually had together. And one thing is the you know, the title here is called The Leader's Mindset Determines the Success of the Organization. And uh, he's a young successful entrepreneur leader who's done very well. And he talked about finding your why, in other words, your purpose. And then he also said that leadership starts with us. And then we talked about some principles that he shared, which were really quite cool. So uh, this is just a great conversation to have with him. So let's get into the episode, sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and
1: our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. With your host,
0: Dennis Gianutzos. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to another wonderful episode of the Leadership is Changing Podcast. Great to have you with us. We have a wonderful guest with me today. His name is Vesh Tomanik. And Vesh, a massive welcome to you. Thank you very much, Dennis, for having me. Awesome. Now, whereabouts in the world are you today?
1: Yeah, so I'm still in the country I was born in, which is the Czech Republic in Europe,
0: in Prague, which a lot of people love. (laughs) Yeah, excellent. Yeah, it's a great place. Yeah, very good. My father's from Greece, and so I get to go to Europe and that, and it's a good place to be. Now, I've given our listeners a little bit of an introduction to you Mm -hmm. about your background, but we would love you to share more. Tell us more about you and what you've done and and what your Mm -hmm. background is yes i believe what's important to say is that
1: nobody in my family is an entrepreneur so i never had somebody leading an organization in my family or around me so until 18 years old i was just kind of had this this employee mindset knowing i will do corporate job later on and that's what i follow until i read the rich dad poor dad we changed my perspective to what is possible what I want to do with my life and that one day I want to have a business but I still didn't have much idea so until the age of 22 I was still kind of reading books getting inspiration from other people studying at university but then I had a big moment in my life big realization and I just quit my last job which was delivering food for Uber Eats so I believe it's important to mention that people can change rapidly if they make some serious decisions And I went from the age of 22 being very not confident, insecure, basically not knowing what to do with my life to three years later. Now I own three businesses. Both of them did, or two of them did over seven figures already. And I'm now leading over 20 employees.
0: Oh, that is awesome, man. Congratulations. (laughs) That's that's really cool. Cool story as well. Thank you. So there you go, listeners, going from an Uber Eats to going (laughs) actually making a decision and Vash, what you actually just shared there, I think is really amazing, which is you quit your job because people can change rapidly when they make a decision. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of leaders are not making decisions. Nothing worse than a leader that can't make decisions. That's really, really crazy, but it's nothing worse than that. But you're right. People can make decisions and they can change rapidly if they really want to, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: They need to have, we could call it leverage or reason why. You know, because for me, to give you some context, I'm delivering these food for Uber Eats. I'm not in pain. I'm still making some money studying university. I'm young, you know, but then I saw these people in their 30s, 40s, 50s doing the same job. And I just saw that they're unhappy. They can't provide for their families. They don't have enough time for them. And I was like, no more. And that was almost the moment. When I finally was able to make a decision, no, Vash, we are going to do the scary thing, which is start a business that you've never started before. And that's when it changed for me. So I believe people need to find their reason why for the change because without a strong why, you will give up, you will make a decision and a week later you will go back. So
0: yeah, strong reason why. Yeah, and I think it's true that anywhere what we're doing in life, whether it be in a role, a leadership role in a large corporate, small corporate, entrepreneur, if we don't know what our why is, and it gets a little bit cold, and uh, it's a little bit cold in the morning, it's dark, because actually, you know, I'd just rather stay in bed, Mm -hmm. then if your why is not big enough, you're going to stay there. And if it gets a little bit harder or something, things don't go well, don't go your way, that's when people start to be like that. And so... I think you're right. It's finding your way is really important here, and it's a big thing for people to understand. And it, I don't know about you, but do you think that people find their why straight away? In other words, they take a red pill, blue pill, green <laughs> pill, and go, "Da da, I hmm. know my why." Or does it take time? I would say takes time with yourself, which is very
1: rare nowadays. Nowadays, a friend goes toilet, we immediately go on our phone. People have extra the day they start sorting out emails and getting bombarded by news or YouTube videos. So I believe most people never spend time alone with themselves. And I believe the reason why is already within each one of us. But we just need to have the time to find it. Sometimes it gets triggered by external situation like it did for me. But then I spend time with myself really going deeper. Okay. Okay. I'm ready to make a change. Why is it important to me? Why I'm not going to give up until I get to my goal? So I believe it, it could be combination from from something external, some trigger. Maybe we see somebody more successful and we say, oh, I want that. But now we need to back it up with reason why. And then the reason can be found by spending maybe Friday till Sunday alone in nature, in nice Airbnb with no distractions, no electronics. And I believe the answers are within us. We just need to discover them by spending time with
0: ourselves. Listeners, if you're not already taking notes and you haven't Mm -hmm. already got some big insights already, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say to you because the thing is, what you've just shared there is huge in the sense that spending quality time with yourself. I think that a lot of people hide behind emails and messages, and I'm really busy. Come on, it's just noise. But if you don't take time out to spend time with yourself, look after yourself, think about things, think through things, then you're not going to find things very hard. You know when you talked about the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book? Mm-hmm. Have you read it once or have you read it many times? So this book, I believe I read it twice
1: when I started. There are books I read 10 times, but this oh, yeah. was almost this first kind of impulse. And I always tell people, we live in a box. And the box depends on how big it is, depends on who raised us, what experiences we were exposed to. And I'm from the Czech Republic, not many opportunities back then here. You know, I wasn't exposed to wealth, I wasn't exposed to entrepreneurship. So my box was very small to what's possible and not. But once I started reading books, it opened the box. And that's why I believe investing in mentors or Expanding our mind to different networks of people is so crucial because you might be thinking, okay, for my business the limit is here. But then you speak to a person who has the limit a hundred times wider than you, and you will find out what's possible. So hmm. yeah, it opened my eyes
0: to new possibilities. Yeah, I think if yes, yeah, so I think if you see, what I'm hearing here is that the books that you're reading and the peoples the people that you've met, in other words, the mentors. People who are, who are successful already, getting around them to get a bigger vision and understand where you could go, which is great. You know, one of the questions I've got for you is, how did you actually get into leadership? Now, whether it's from the Uber Eats days straight into your own business or later on, because now you're saying you've got 20 employees, but how yeah. did you actually get into leadership? Yeah, I believe I got into
1: leadership because I believe leadership starts with us, right? And I believe I started with leadership when I read the first book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, because from that point onwards, I started building a foundations that later on I could build a great team on, great business on. So I started by working on myself first. But then as I started growing my business, what started happening, of course, I didn't want to be the one-man show. I didn't want to be the guy running it. I wanted to be the guy who is just having more and more impact and for bigger impact you usually need more and great people so i got there by basically starting my business but i would say it started years before that when i started working on waking up early whatever i say i do being reliable being able to switch myself from unresourceful states we could say to more resourceful state to know how to handle my emotions and all of these things so I believe my leadership started
0: probably at the age of 18. Okay, cool. Very good. Now, something you just said there is about waking up early. How often or how early do you wake up? I wake up 5.30 right now. 5.30. Cool. Okay. So it's more or less the 5 a.m. Club around mm-hmm. the that area. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And when you wake up in the morning, what do you tend to do? What is your morning routine, rituals? What do you tend to do? Yes.
1: First, I would love to tell the listeners is you don't need to hang out on the 5am club, 6am club, because all of us are a bit different and it's important to experiment. I coach friends who are incredibly smart, but if they were waking up at 5am, they wouldn't build the businesses they have now because their productive hours are from 8pm till 2am. So almost don't hang on the idea, oh, I need to wake up early. I experimented, I woke up at 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, I was like 5.30, what suits me the best. But there are certain principles that I follow and want people to follow despite their wake-up time. First, don't snooze. If you hit snooze button, you're telling yourself it's better to stay in bed than live your life, which is basically losing from the get-go. First thing. Second, I truly believe that our head is spinning like crazy for most people in the morning. This is what I need to do. This is what I forgot yesterday. Oh, I need to do shopping today. And as a result, they're wasting a lot of energy. They're scattered from the get-go. All right, 10-minute meditation. For me, because I'm just all-in guy, I'm very interested in meditation. I do 45 minutes to 60 minutes. But to my students, I tell them, 10-15 minutes, silence your mind. Learn how to work with your thoughts so throughout the day it doesn't distract you. So there's a second kind of principle. So not snoozing, some type of meditation. It could be even a walk with a dog without headphones. You know, it could be a small walk. It could be just sitting, sipping your tea, but some form of silencing the mind so it's not all over the place. Then uh, plan your day. You know what? If you could achieve only three priorities today, what would that be? Because a lot of leaders are maintenance guys. They maintain the business. They are replying emails, replying messages, but they are not actually growing the business actively. So what are three things you could do today to push the business forward? That would be another task and then start your day. And ideally, ideally switch off your phone for a few hours. Again, I got it to a point where until 12 p.m. Nobody can reach me if it's not my right hand man, my girlfriend or my family. So I have two phones, one has only alarm clock, meditation, music, and that's the phone I use until 12 and my main phone works only from 12 onwards. So I'm making sure that from 7am till 12, I put five hours of undisturbed focus hours, which is so rare today. And I truly believe that in those five hours, I do more than most people do in a whole week. So yep. this would yep. be some principles that you could apply. Whether you wake up at five, six,
0: nine, doesn't really matter. Yep, I love them. I love them. I think they're great. And you know, the thing here is, what people are saying and, and doing is, I totally agree with what you're saying. If it's five thirty in the morning, eight a.m., whatever it is, whatever suits you is the right thing. Spot on. That's really, really, really exactly. good. But it's what you do with the time that really counts. And exactly. um, yeah, yeah, it's good. Good. I love it. I've got a question to ask you soon around leadership is changing, which is the title of the show, but before we get there, I want to ask you a question around who's your favorite leader. Now, Vash, this person could be alive or from history. Who is your favorite leader and why? Yes. So I'm big
1: on really understanding few people that I just want to master because they are already successful in those areas that are important to me. And over the years. I discover two people I truly respect. I value highly. And that's Dr. Joe Dispenza, who is big on changing people, healing people, giving people power back to realize you truly create your own reality. I respect him because he's been doing it for decades. He stayed true to his message. He didn't sell out, we could say. And second leader is Tony Robbins. Again, Mm. if I look externally, I see a man who is living proof what he teaches. So it's not, because a lot of leaders teach A, do B. <laughs> that's, yep. that's, that's not a leader. So these two people I value very highly because I believe over the past three, four decades, they've been doing it. Both of them stay true to their message
0: and they are living proof of their teachings. Yeah, very good, very good. And, you know, both of them, tremendous people. If you were to have a coffee on a park bench, with one of them, or even both of them, is there one question that you would love to ask them?
1: Yeah. So I had the privilege to meet Dr. Joe Dispenza mm-hmm. and speak to him. So I asked already a few very cool questions, but both of them, if I could have them on the same bench, I would ask them this question. I would ask them, what is their life about for them now? You know, because maybe at the beginning it was some financial resources maybe it was uh, some kind of impact what is it now you know they could retire for the rest of their life they could do anything so i would be very curious to find out what is the
0: life about for them what is the now the reason why as we discuss moments ago yeah cuz i think you're right i mean it does your why your purpose does grow over time and yeah. certain things and For some people who are in certain roles today, even someone who's starting up a business, who's gone from, say, the corporate world, transitioning into an entrepreneur side of things, gone from that corporate climber to the entrepreneur trailblazer, (laughs) that person could be someone who's actually struggling right now. But their why or purpose today is totally different to what it could be in five years or two years from now. And
1: same for me, to give listeners the example, when I started, I have two reasons why. First one, and this was strong one, I never wanted to sit on the bike ever again. You know, I just started to kind of had so much disgust. And sometimes at the beginning, the why could be a little pain, you know. So that was one. And second was also, I wanted to provide for my family. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to provide them the life they deserve to have. So these two reasons were driving me. But until when it got to a point when I knew I will never sit on the bike ever again, and I knew I can provide to my family. My why started changing. That's why it's yeah. good that a lot of people start start becoming successful, whatever it means in their own terms. And then they forgot almost why they started or they f- forgot to upgrade their reason why. And that's when mm-hmm. a lot of leaders get comfortable or start slacking, sabotaging their success. And maybe they end up being in a situation
0: they didn't want. Now, the title of the show here is called Leadership is Changing. When I say that statement or that title, Vash, what does that mean for you? Yeah, so what I see behind that term
1: is that the leadership is truly changing, in my eyes at least, is because of social media, everything is visible. (laughs) You know, you don't only see the things people want to see, you see basically their whole life. And I believe it's changing in this way that leaders are becoming at least the ones, the one I hang out with, that they are very careful about applying what they are teaching. Because now it's very easy to put something on TikTok, on Instagram, and then somebody can also see that you're not doing it actually, (laughs) which will Mm. backfire all day. So I believe that it's changing in a sense that the leader starting to take more responsibility to be living proof of what they're actually teaching, or at least from my limited perspective, with the people I hang out with, the leaders I speak with, this is what I see.
0: So in other words, what you're saying is that the leaders need to be, the if they're going to be a role model, if they're going to say certain things, they need to walk the talk. One, they have to be real. They have to be authentic. They have to be transparent. They have to do what they're saying they're going to do. Otherwise, their credibility, their integrity, We'll be Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. or
1: at least provide context, because if I'm coaching a beginner entrepreneur, I might give them advice that is no longer applicable to me who is running free businesses, but it's, again, my responsibility to explain it so it, again, doesn't backfire or these followers, we could say, or students doesn't lose trust in me because I'm mm-hmm. saying one thing, doing another. So that's what I would say, really walking the talk or at least giving explanation why it's important for them, but you, maybe we are at a different stage now.
0: Okay, very good. Now that you've mentioned social media and things like that, I, I think that life, what we're finding is technology, data, business, from a social perspective, things are getting faster in a fast-paced, ever-changing world. You've mentioned some things already on this episode, but I, I'm really quite keen to know from you What do you think makes a leader leader successful in that fast-paced, ever-changing world? Yes, so
1: basically what I believe currently, the most important factor is to be able to adopt. That's something I don't see, especially leaders that are a bit older. They're not willing kind of to adopt. What worked for them in their 20s, now they still try to apply in their 40s, 50s. And we can see it again with the great leaders that I, for example, mention that they are able to adopt, whether it's through the social media, where the world is heading. So I believe flexibility is power. And being able to adopt is the number one thing if a leader wants to stay
0: relevant and continue having the impact they are having. And I like what you just said about the relevant side of things too, because what I actually say about this whole podcast, this leadership is changing. Vash is that if you're not changing quick enough, then you start you run the risk of actually becoming irrelevant. And what yes. do I mean by that? Because change is happening so much, people who are standing still or not changing enough, they're going to be left behind, and they start to become irrelevant. And so I think what you're saying here is that there are leaders out there today. That flexibility gives you as power, but the ability to adapt is a strong thing. And those leaders who are doing it are going to be very strong leaders going forward. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know how you've said you've got 20 employees. Plus, you and I have both been employees of organizations in the past. What do you think? So if we change the lens right now, so you and I have been talking about it from a leadership lens. If we change glasses now or lenses and think about it from an employee's perspective, how has employees' expectations of leaders changed?
1: Mm. Again, I'm pretty young, so I I can't speak with... A loads of experience how it was let's say 20 years ago but sure. what I can at least see that is truly important to many employees that I choose or work with nowadays is also the meaning you know because it's no longer about just making money and providing it's very important of course if your needs for finances and security are not met then you don't really care about meaning because you're in survival mode But once the employees' needs are met in terms of finances, then more finances are not going to 10x their productivity or 10x their kind of happiness at the job. But what starts to make sense is meaning. So every single employee at my company, first, I know what they're motivated. So I motivate Mm. employees the way they want to be motivated. Because not for everyone, it's money. For somebody, it's more free time. For somebody, it's learning opportunities. For somebody... It's being a, uh, the culture that is in our company. You know, so understanding what is important to them so I can motivate them the way they want to be motivated. And then what I also do is I make sure everybody has responsibility because it's more like I let the employees speak. I let the employees express their attitudes or ideas because from my past experience with leadership, It was just, you do this. Hey, you do that. Hey, you follow this protocol. But I believe employees are incredible assets. If I didn't have my employees, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now at all. So they're incredible assets, but we need to leverage it. We need to use them, utilize them, not just tell them like a cogs in a machine. So I I believe employees now are looking for more meaning. I would say, and also some sense of ownership, almost being the entrepreneur within a
0: company. Yeah. Well, we you, you're spot on because what we're seeing is that the people don't understand the purpose, the why, mm-hmm. the meaning. And I don't mean it from just the company's perspective. It's also what I do on a daily basis. If it doesn't have a meaning towards what I'm contributing, people don't want to know. And then the other thing too is I love what you say about the responsibility. Giving them the ownership, giving them to do things too. It's very good.
1: And to expand on it real quick, I believe to make it extremely practical, is a lot of leaders come to a meeting and say, this is how it's going to go. Somebody, let's say, made a mistake. He said, oh, next time, don't do it, do it this way. Again, if we say it, it doesn't have the value or as much value as if the employees says it, because then they will own the solution. So they might make a mistake. I might know the solution even to a problem, but I will let them resolve it first. I will ask them, so how do you think we could solve it? How could we make sure it doesn't happen ever again, this mistake? And what will start happening? They will start thinking and they might come up with great solution or if they're still not going in the right direction, I might say, have you ever considered doing this or have you considered solving it this way? But because they accept it, they say it, they will own it. Rather than I say, hey, next time, just read it twice, you know, don't do not do this again. Then they will say, okay, but the chances of them repeating is very high. But if yeah. I make them, hey, hey, Andy, how do you think we could resolve it so it doesn't happen ever again? He said, yeah, next time I can read it twice and also do this and this. Again, he will give it more importance, more meaning. Because he said it, he will own the solution.
0: Yeah, Vash, I like it because I think that's what I talk about where you give the people, it's a learning experience. And so instead of stealing it, in other words, telling them what to do, you're using a coaching approach by asking quality questions to get them to think. When they start to think and they can come up with the solutions themselves, as you say, they buy into it. That's their idea. You're so right in what you're saying. If you say it, they go, ah, so what? He's the leader. But when they say it, it's awesome. And so that's what they tend to do. Hey, if I was to get you to get your crystal ball out now and think about the future here, Mm -hmm. where do you see leadership being in five years?
1: Yeah, I would say it will just get upgraded. What we've talked about, almost like the leaders, those leaders were transparent and really walk the talk, they will be at the top, I believe. Because there won't be many things we can hide anymore. I believe just the word is getting more and more visible, more and more transparent. So I believe the leaders who already embody it are going to thrive. And those leaders that were in great positions, but started to do some things that are not really aligned, I believe those leaders will start dropping. And in terms of from employee perspective, I believe, again, that people will want more meaning because money is great but all of us know that it's great to a certain degree you know it doesn't give us all the things we want it doesn't give us the fulfillment it gives us some things but not fully and people will start looking for more and the companies who can offer them the additional meaning the companies that can make them grow inside of the company some sense of working on something bigger than themselves will, again, thrive. The companies that will just stay on monetary terms only, then they might, again, start dropping. So that's how I would see it.
0: Yeah, really good. I love it. And you're so spot on what you just said there about it's not just about the money. It's about the fulfillment, and it's about fulfilling people themselves personally, but also what they're doing and the meaningfulness of work. I've actually got another question because you've actually sort of alluded to it when we we've been having this discussion and it goes back to the mindset i think for a lot of leaders in today's fast changing world when leadership is changing how important is it for people to have the right mindset or how important is it for them to work on their mindset yeah
1: i believe mindset is the vast majority of the success Why do I say that? Because the mindset of the leader determines the success of the company. If the leader, again, mindset is such an intangible term, I don't know what better word to use, but let's just say that the leader is afraid to take risks. That will impact the company. If the leader can't handle his anger and shouts at his employees, that will impact the growth of the business or success of the business. If the leader is unproductive, ineffective, doesn't know how to plan, doesn't know how to create strategy, that will impact the growth of the business. So a lot of people get hang up on the strategy, meaning how to grow the business, what, let's say, marketing tools to use. These are great. They will save you a lot of time, energy, money, but if you're afraid to apply them, if you have some Mm. limiting beliefs blocking it to apply it, then it doesn't matter. You could have the best strategy. I always give the example of, you know, how many people know how to get to shape? Everybody. (laughs) Everybody. How far is gym from every single person? Within some radius is everywhere are gyms. But how come a lot of people struggle with getting fit? It's not because they don't know how to. They are simply not applying it but they are not applying it for a reason because there might be some blockage. Maybe they have some bad habits. Maybe they have some bad beliefs. Maybe they don't feel good about themselves. And this is why I believe mindset is crucial and it's something that every leader should work on. Even when we take the greats, the greats still have mentors. Even the great boxers still, or sports people, have coaches. The same is great people in business still have coaches. There is a reason for it. So never-ending journey
0: of improving yourself, I believe. Yeah, never stops. Just keep working on yourself and keep reading the books, keep meeting the people, and keep developing yourself. Take time out to think and and work it through. Vash, it's been a real pleasure talking to you today. Hey, if our listeners are wanting to get hold of you, where should they go?
1: Yeah, so if you want to find out more about what I do, then go to manchapanner.com. That's Mindset and Entrepreneur Together. The link will be pro in the description. And if you want to message me or connect with me, then Instagram or LinkedIn are the best platforms. And again, the
0: link will be below. Yeah, cool. So we'll put those in the show notes. that will be great. So once again, thank you so much for being with me on the episode tonight. It's been great. Thank you. There you go, listeners. The leader's mindset will determine the success of the organization. Hey, it's been a real pleasure being with you today.